If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hello there and welcome to the Eurogamer Newscast. Uh, we're talking about Summer Game Fest's opening ceremony, which was last night as we're recording this today. Joining me as ever, Eurogamer's news team, we've got Ed Nightingale. Hello. Victoria Kennedy. Hello. And I'm Tom Phillips. And we're all a bit bleary-eyed this morning, but uh, it was a good show last night, especially, I think, <laughs> yeah, a lot <laughs> of caffeine going around. <laughs> A lot of caffeine last night as well. I moved from coffee, regular coffee, to coffee liqueur uh, on ice, which saw me through the wee hours. (laughs) Yeah, there was Summer Game Fest. And there was some cool indie bits and pieces we can talk about as well. But uh, maybe let's just go around, first of all, and say what we were most excited to see last night. Um, Ed, let's start with you. It was all Ed last night. There was so much <laughs> for you. I mean, yeah, he's I clearly going to the... say Honkai Star Rail. Of course. I enjoyed <laughs> in the work chat. It was, Ed, this is your moment. I was like, yeah. Um, I mean, we can talk about our feelings overall at the end, but I was happy in the sense of it ticked off both Sonic and Final Fantasy, um, which I was very happy with. Uh, Final Fantasy especially. Um, we got to see the mobile game, which looks a bit iffy um but also we finally got a big trailer for rebirth final fantasy 7 um which is the thing i think everyone is well, i say everyone maybe not both of you but a lot of people are very excited about myself included is it because of the two discs it's a big boy i mean i'd love switching discs halfway through a game that's <laughs> that's bringing back bringing back old memories that Nostalgia. Is. old school yeah yeah <laughs> reminds me of resident evil 4 on the gamecube <laughs> mm. That or was trending metal. last night. What two discs or Resi? Uh, well. Yeah, I mean GameCube was at a disadvantage because it had the little mini CDs. Exactly. Uh, whereas this is PlayStation Five Blu-rays, and it's still yeah. two of them. Still two of them. A lot of people were pointing out that Remake came on two discs, but firstly, that was PS4, and the discs were smaller, and I guess you expect the game to be smaller. Um, also, I. Th- I'm pretty sure the second disc was just the installation, um, not not the game. Um, so yeah, I don't know if this two-disc situation with Rebirth is also an installation disc or if the game literally spans two discs. Um, but it's it's the first time I've seen that on PS5. Mm. You mentioned that everyone's really excited for it. And so that uh, begs the question, what about that other Final Fantasy game that's coming out in just a couple of weeks? Are people not excited for that? Or they're not excited as much? People are definitely excited about 16. Um, I I agree. It is strange timing. Um, I was fully expecting sort of rebirth marketing to start ramping up way after 16 was was out, which is in a couple of weeks' time. 
Um, so yeah, it's surprising it's come out now. I'm also a bit surprised that it was shown at Summer Games Fest and not at the PlayStation Showcase a couple of weeks ago, considering yeah. it's a PlayStation exclusive. So maybe that is just the pull of Jeff Keighley over Sony. Um, but yeah, it is surprising that it's out now. In some ways, um, they were teasing this trailer for the last week. They've been having little developer comments on Twitter, including it will have a story and characters. It will have music, um, which were thrilling comments. Um, but it was day seven was Summer Games Fest. It's Final Fantasy Seven. We kind of guessed that maybe they'd show something. Um, but yeah, it does definitely seem early. We, we have a release window now of early 2024. It was originally winter 2023. Um, so I guess it's probably been pushed back a little bit. But yeah, let's, let's enjoy Clive first before we get into Cloud. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, maybe one day I'll have cloud. <laughs> the the Galaxy Brain uh, marketing nuances of Square Enix, but to me, it doesn't really make sense. You've got Final Fantasy sixteen out in a few weeks. I read some rumors online this week that Square Enix was a little underwhelmed with the pre-orders for it, and here you are just marketing a game which has far bigger brand identity. People know Cloud Sephiroth, and you know, the gang. Clearly, I know them very well. <laughs> you know, that, that lot. That, that, that's with Third Cloud. character, Ares? Ares? Oh, Ares. Yes, yeah, we... You were right the first time. The tiger? Red 13. That's the guy. The lion yeah. thing. They know Midgard? Is the town, the city, yeah. All right, okay, come on, what's the other girl? Oh, I have no idea. Someone She's the best Lockhart. one. Oh, Tifa Lockhart. Sounds like Aoife. There you go. go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I only know her name because Aoife, Lock Aoife Wilson on Neurogamer is her Twitter handle is named Aoife Lockhart. Um, yeah, I mean, the fact that I, who don't play Final Fantasy, know that stuff, um, you know, it's... I, I just I don't, I don't understand why you're not marketing 16 and, unless you're really, really confident and happy that that game is... Um, do well. I mean, I could blab about this for forever, but I think it's interesting the sort of fan perception between the two because a lot of people are looking at 16 as this action game um, and thinking, well, it's not turn-based and that's not the Final Fantasy I know and love. And I think a lot of people are wondering, well, what's happening to the series? Is this is this really the direction that I want Final Fantasy to go in? Personally, I love it and I'm super happy for it, but a lot of people are sort of bemoaning it and longing for the past and so then to throw in Final Fantasy 7 Remake Part 2 it's like okay well this ticks that box then of you want you want your older games coming back as a remake well here's this for you despite the fact that it's still kind of actiony and they are completely changing the original so it's not going to be anything like it so it's not really ticking that box but the perception is that it will do fan mm. service Speaking of fan service, um, you mentioned Sonic as well, Ed. Um, mm. I was like, I, I can't remember if it was Sonic or Final Fantasy, but you were busy writing one story, and I was like, oh shit, it's no, it's another Ed story. <laughs> I hope Ed. he's done. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to have to write. You had to write like Sonic, Sonic to get this one up. <laughs> well, this is this is the thing. I was going through the trailers, and I was like, I don't remember that one. I'm like, oh, I was I was writing. That's fine. Um, yes, yeah, Sonic Superstars, which is a return to 2D side-scrolling Sonic. Um, after mm. last year's Sonic Frontiers. Um, it's an interesting choice. I, I'm i excited to play it. I think 
graphically it looks great. I like the idea of 2.5D, the way it sort of comes in and out of the screen. Um, Sonic, I think, always works best as a side-scrolling platformer. Um, this looks like it's got maybe slightly more puzzly bits in it. Um, they've talked about emerald powers. So when you collect a Chaos Emerald, you get some sort of ability. Um, maybe that will come into play. Um, so that sounds interesting. It's four-player co-op, which is also new for Sonic. Um, so that's quite interesting. Um, I'm just not sure how this is going to compare with the big 3D Sonic games. You know, we had Frontiers last year. They said that Open Zone is the future of Sonic. So why now go back to a 2D one? Um, I don't think the Sonic Mania devs are involved, and loads of fans love Sonic Mania um, as a throwback to the old games. It looks like they're not in this, so people are maybe a bit worried. My main criticism is that it looks a bit slow, and Sonic games are all about going fast, and from the gameplay they showed, it just looks a bit slow. As in Sonic and, was going too slowly. Yeah, like Sonic is about running fast, and I'm down for maybe slightly more puzzy bits and some abilities, but you have to run fast. It just looks a little bit slow for my liking. But apart from that... <laughs> okay, good feedback there if you're listening to Sega. Speed it up. <laughs> well, speeding, speeding things up, uh, Victoria, what, what was it that caught your eye last night? Uh, see, the things that caught my eye were more like, I quite liked, like, I love Ben Bro's little bit about Marvel. Like, he was just very enthusiastic. He's so good. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, so, like, I know that's not a game reveal, but I really enjoyed that, like, his energy. Uh, I mean, and then we got Nick Cage coming in <laughs> as well in a very shiny suit. Uh, so I, I like those moments, but then game-wise, I'm, I'm really excited about Alan Wake too. Um, so that was nice to see. Like, I know we, I don't think we saw anything particularly revolutionary last night, but I thought it was pretty cool that they spoke a little bit more about Saga and how you can play as her. You know, you can sort of like flip between the two, or you can play. I think did I re read this right or understand it right? You could play pretty much the whole game as her if you want, or you can play the whole game as Alan Wake. You don't have to flip up. I, so... it, it sounded. Um... Sorry to interrupt. Just uh, it sounded like they have their own separate bits, and Alan Wake is somewhere and she is somewhere, and you can basically progress either of those bits forward as much as you want. You can swap between them and play a bit yeah. of this and a bit of that, or you can just play all of this and basically take—is it Saga? Her name, Saga's story, Saga, yeah. all the way to the finish, or up to the, near the finish. I think um, Sam Lake said. Yeah. Which sounds great. I think like it's yeah, like a really interesting way to do narrative. Yeah, I really it like that. It sort of reminded me a bit of the Resident Evil like dual characters where you can play as one and then alternate mm. and it reminded me of this that. This is survival horror. It is survival exactly. horror, yeah. So maybe they I are also enjoyed how resi. Jeff Keighley basically spoiled the story. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? I, I must have missed so, that. So he said, um, he was asking Sam Lake a question and essentially said, so Saga is playing a story that Alan Wake's written, right? And Sam Lake was like, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's I mean, an Alan game. Of, that's... There were kind of hints to it. Like they, they spoke about, yeah. like, I mean, yeah, but that was quite funny. <laughs> sort of like, sure, okay. Why are we so Jeff? We're on stage. <laughs> so yeah, gameplay, that's that's one I'm quite excited about. Uh, and then, you know, we got the date for Spider-Man. I know we didn't see anything, Spider-Man 2, so that was pretty cool as well. Uh, and Venom is not Eddie. So it's going to be no. an original Venom story. Who, does, who is it going to be then? Well, I, I'm going to... If I could put money on it, if I was a betting person, I would say it's Harry Osborne. 
And then I would say it would lead into whenever they make Spider-Man 3, uh, it will be Green Goblin as one of the main villains because it'll be something happened in Spider-Man 2 with Harry and then Norman Osborn will become Green Goblin in Spider-Man 3. These are all my little theories that are swirling around in the vortex, which is up here. They haven't done Green Goblin yet. They've got to do it at some point. They've got to do Green Goblin. Yeah. Ooh, and they should bring back Willem Dafoe. I mean, I know they've already got that Norman... <laughs> voice but still <laughs> yeah i mean sony worked with willem dafoe sort of back when he was in that um beyond two souls the david cage game oh yeah mm. whether willem dafoe ever wants to do a video game again after doing 12 beyond minutes. two souls the david cage game i'm not sure 12, was it 12 minutes 30 minutes 12 minutes sometime of minutes All the... he was in that oh, that's anyway. true yeah. That's true. All the big actors are doing video games these days. Nick Cage. Vogue. Nick Cage. <laughs> exactly. Keanu. That guy who was in Sabrina. Cage. Yep. <laughs> how many how many people now have we said that's that that's that person from Sabrina? Well that that there's, there's been a few. quite a few in the Mortal Kombat. Oh, they're Kombat all in Mortal Kombat. Film. They're all in the yeah. film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you got Tati Gabriel and uh, that the one. other weird sister. I her name's not Alana. She's got, oh my gosh, what's her name? But yeah, she's in Sabrina. I wrote that story as well, and I can't remember. It was a good show. So there we go. If your Netflix series is cancelled, there's still hope for you in video games. Henry Cavill, come back, join us. <laughs> join us, Henry. Well, he's got his and little then hammer when, gig. When Liam Hemsworth Witcher fails, Liam Hemsworth, come do video games. When have you like Liam Hemsworth? Has he been in like Fortnite yet? No, he hasn't. No. Is Chris Hemsworth as no. Thor? There is a Thor character in um, Fortnite, but it's based on the Marvel comics, so he looks um, a little bit different. So it's not Hemsworth. They don't have, with the exception of, this is a really boring tangent and not about Summer Game Fest at all, but um, Fortnite doesn't have the actual MCU actors' faces in there. They use Marvel comics and sort of lookalikes except for Tom Holland. And that's because I think the Sony Spider-Man deal they've struck is different to the Marvel one. Anyway. Tom Holland twice because they got him as Nate Drake as well. I did and not expect June. to be talking about Fortnite. Sorry. Um, <laughs> oh, wait, no, not June. Sorry. Ignore me. Yeah. Anyway, Tom, what was your favourite? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, it was Fortnite, obviously. Um, Six-pack cat in the jungle. <laughs> Fortnite Chapter Four Season Hello. Three Wilds launches today. Everyone, I know you're pumped. No, um, cat. Six, six pack, pack cat. cat. It's got six, six pack cat. <laughs> Interesting insight into our morning conversation today. <laughs> the uh, I I loved Alan Wake too. Yeah, I've waited so long for that game. Um, I also really. Uh, I, I had a really good time with Nicolas Cage. I wasn't expecting it. And when he came out, I was like, oh my goodness, you're just going to be a poor man's Keanu Reeves from a few years ago at E3. And then it turned out that he not only knew what Dead by Daylight was, he actually seemed to know a lot about video games in general. Um, yeah, I thought he was quite It was good. quite fun. He should have just hosted the rest of it. He should have. From Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought it was a really a really strong start to the show. We can rate it later, um, actually. 
but uh, yeah. I thought you were. Uh, you might have said the Prince of Persia game. Well, n- no, I didn't really like the look of that. Oh. It looked like it was. Trying I thought to it be looked Fortnite. a bit funny. <laughs> like... Yeah, it did. Um, I don't know. I'm in. I'm in two minds. I I haven't. I haven't seen enough of it. I guess uh, it's by Ubisoft Montpellier, which is an interesting developer. They've got quite a big development studio down in Montpellier, and then they've got kind of a little niche house that they call the Villa, which is where Michel Ancel, the creator of Rayman, used to have his little chosen artistic group. Um, Ubisoft Montpellier made Rayman Origins, Oranges, Rayman Legends, and they were great, like amazing side-scrolling platform puzzly games. Really, really great stuff. Um, Ubisoft Montpellier is also making Beyond Good and Evil 2, and goodness knows what's going on with that. It's, I'm, I'm happy that Ubisoft just remembered what Prince of Persia was and existed, and, and that it exists, and who knows when the Sands of Time remake is actually going to surface. Uh, like, reading the details of the game, though, you play as someone else, and there's Prince involved. Uh, it is quite different. They mention Metroidvania, you know, that's cool and in vogue at the moment, so I can see why they're doing that. Uh, but yeah, I'm my, I'm sort of reserving judgment on it for now. Is that because of the sounds of time? Oh, I just, I wasn't sold on the art style and that for me could be a bit of a blocker to enjoy it. I'd, I'd agree with that. I mean, I loved the art style of Prince of Persia, the PS3 game, um, the sort of cel-shaded one. I loved that game. It was brilliant. Um, and I can imagine that working in this kind of setting. But yeah, I wasn't sold on the art style. I loved the sort of return to 2D and the sort of Metroidvania style. It looks really quick um, with different abilities, which is cool. So I can see that it sort of feels like a bit of a no-brainer. Um, but yeah, the art style wasn't great. Yeah, I agree with both of you. quite like the sort of concept, but maybe looking a little bit different. Mm. Mm. And less like one night. It was a packed show. Jeff kept us hour and 50 minutes. Um, which was a bit odd because like, I, I was expecting it to last two hours and Day of the Devs was lined up afterwards for 10 o'clock UK time. And then it ended up starting a little early and I did wonder if that meant that there was going to be something in it that didn't end up getting shown people I was really were expecting, expecting cyberpunk yeah I was expecting something Phantom Liberty and something Kojima and they were yeah it's, it was I neither. don't know and Kojima is over there Summer Games Fest without Kojima <laughs> yeah. like not even a mention actually no he did get a mention at one point it's weird I... because Kojima is over in LA we know this because he appeared publicly at the Apple VR showcase this week. He's got his film to promote. I was going to say, he's going to be doing his Connecting Worlds, which I think will be... wasn't even a trailer for that. Well, so there's the Tribeca Game spots to, Spotlight tonight. I wonder if it'll be part of that, because they mentioned Tribeca Film Fest. I don't know. But yeah, I was definitely... I, was, I could have put money on Phantom Liberty being there, and it obviously was not, which I'm very surprised of. Yeah. So when that will show up. Did they not say that there would be some showing during this sort of showcase season? Yeah, it's going to be there. Uh, I guess it's at Xbox then. Xbox and CD Projekt have worked closely together 
they've had marketing deals in the past so mm. i guess it will be there yeah xbox is sunday eight o'clock uk time and then the other big one is ubisoft on monday and, that's... and capcom and capcom after that yeah yeah lots to keep so up to i was surprised to see prince persia i i I had heard that it was in the offing, but just assumed that it was going to be at the Ubisoft showcase instead. How long is the Ubisoft one going to show for? So what we're going to what there'd be what Assassin's Creed, Skull and Bones, maybe, maybe some yeah. time. <laughs> uh, they've got Assassin's Creed Mirage, and uh, the big rumor obviously is their Star Wars project. Which oh, is being yeah. made by the Division Studio. Um, <sighs> tired, can't remember the name. <laughs> that's really annoying. <laughs> it's like there. Yeah, um, that's that's the report that that is going to be shown too. Even though it might not quite be ready, um, Ubisoft has a game listed for release this financial year which actually thinking about it could be prince persia because prince persia is still miles away from release it's not till january but they put a january actual date on it mm. going back to the show last night what did you guys think to the twisted metal trailer i mean <laughs> i did not expect the thong song to be quoted <laughs> it was so awkward I remember reading uh, one of the one of our commenters said it felt more like a skit, and I was like, "Yeah, it really did. Like, that's a really good way of putting it. It mm. didn't feel like production quality TV. It felt like a little skit on like Saturday Night Live or something." I don't think The Last of Us is going to have any real competition at the Emmys from Twisted Metal, going by the look that we saw last night. With the thumbs it was on. sort of a bit <laughs> like Anthony Mackie, Captain America. What are you doing? <laughs> You're better than this. He's, he's singing the thong song. <laughs> I, I, I've obviously heard of Twisted Metal, but I've never played any of them. So I don't know exactly what the kind of vibe of the game is and how that's going to translate into, you know, a show. Is it a show or a film? A show. It's a TV show. It's, it's a TV, TV show. On um, so I don't know how that's going to translate to a show, but judging by that, I am not sold at all. From what I've read, the concept is, uh, so Anthony Mackie is the John Doe, a music on John Doe, and he's tasked with delivering some cargo across, I assume, America. And then Stephanie Patrice is going to be quiet and she's going to help him. And then obviously there's the Will Arnett voice. It's not Will Arnett acting, though. That's like a, his body is some wrestler. I can't remember his name. But anyway, Will Arnett's voice is Sweet Tooth. the skull face person. Yes, that Sweet Tooth is the clown, okay. which is Will Arnett, Will Arnett's voice. Yeah, I was hoping to see Stephanie Patrice last night because I adore her. What did you think of Liza P, Ed? I know you're keeping an eye on that game. Yes, um, the the demo is um, is out now, which you can go and play. Um, I have played it. Um, there'll be something on the site soon. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's intriguing because it's it's a Souls like um, and it looks very, very, very similar to Bloodborne. Um, and in the absence of Bloodborne 2, maybe this fills a bit of a gap. Um, I 
think the setting and the character of Pinocchio and the sort of options and abilities that that might give you playing as a puppet um, are interesting. But I think the jury's out still as to whether it can really separate itself from the uh, the, the real Souls games. Mm. I'm a real Souls game. Um, <laughs> <at that point. laughs> if that P doesn't say that at some head, point. As I said that. Jury implies a P. So yeah, I, I think people are interested in it because it's very Soulsy, but it's just a bit too similar. This might be the closest people get to Bloodborne on PC. Maybe. Oof. Maybe. <laughs> it's broken a load of people's hearts there saying that. I break hearts every day, my friend. <laughs> well, yeah, you may be right. So enjoy it while you can, guys. And enjoy it in the demo. Yeah. Anything else catch your eyes last night? I mean, I was just scrolling through it, trying to remember, and there was a lot of stuff I've completely forgotten about. There was a big Mortal Kombat section at the start. Completely forgot that existed. Yeah. Um, was... John Carpenter Corey. showed a big new game. Zombies. Mortal Kombat looked... I don't know, cinematics-wise, I thought it looked quite good, but then also I didn't think the actual gameplay looked... I don't know. Maybe I'm just assuming I've got high expectations, but I don't think the gameplay looked that amazing. I know they've spoken a lot about the sort of cameo joining fighters kind of mechanic, but I like the fact that the uh, you know at the beginning of the show there was a kind of like viewer discretion advised, and I was like, well, I'm quite glad that you started with Mortal Kombat pretty much <laughs> like, at the earliest it, time. You, yeah, like, you, you didn't hold off. The end <laughs> we just went right into Prince of Persia, yeah. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> exciting to see okay how gory is it going to be what are the fatalities going to be this year Mm. um time um but beyond that it's just more mortal combat if that's your thing then great yeah yeah i I am quite morbidly fascinated by the fatalities but yeah it Mm. is still mortal combat which is no bad thing but we also have a release date for party animals um which victoria and i have played um, which is very, very silly, uh, but great fun. It's essentially a sort of arena battle game, and you play as these cute characters, cuddly animals. Um, it's very similar to Gang Beasts, if you know that. It's got sort of fairly floppy physics, um, and you get different <laughs> weapons. I Say said that what after I said. a few drinks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you have different weapons you can use to shoot each other and throw each other out of the arenas. Um, it's just a very silly party game, but I know a lot of people have been excited about that. Um, and it is a lot of fun. Mm. And that is finally coming out in September. Yeah, that was good fun. It was just good, silly fun. You can read about it right now on Eurogamer.net. Uh, right. Well, I think it's almost time to rate the show, but um, it's worth mentioning. Well, at the end of the show, Jeff. Keely tweeted, it's nice that no one got arrested this time around, <laughs> which is good. Uh, a bit of a low bar. For I mean, a does show. he get a, a bonus star for that? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, an- another big topic of conversation after the show was the fact that there were no women at all yes. on the stage at any point. Yeah. I believe it was all white men. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I was going to bring this up as well. It's very disappointing. I think the games themselves are becoming more diverse. Um, but is the industry also becoming more diverse? It probably is, but you wouldn't know that by by watching this showcase, which is a real shame. Mm. As yeah. the only female in this chat, I feel really horrified that I did not notice that. But yes, you are right. I mean, he had a few people up on stage, Sam Lake, Nick Cage, um, Ben Brode. Um, yeah, it was noticeable and it was noticed. He's hoping, yeah, he's hoping um, his next show, which is only two months away in uh, August at Gamescom, I expect. There'll be a different. What a Gamescom? Yes. Gamescom opening night live. <laughs> we get three bites of the Jeff Apple these days. You didn't make me really panic there because I went, Christmas isn't in two months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, by really the time December comes idea. around, Jeff will have been on stage twice more. Oh, well. And he'll still be wearing a suit and some trainers. <laughs> Honestly, what was that suit? All right, Jeff's suit or Nick Cage's suit? What are you wearing? Nick on Cage. Out? <laughs> also, Sam Lake. He looked quite dapper. He is. Yeah. He's a very dapper Scandinavian man. Yeah, yeah, he did look quite sort of Bond. Yeah, well, I mean, he's in Alan Wake too, isn't he? James Bond. Sam Lake. <laughs> I know. He knew. <laughs> yeah, I think Remedy like would <laughs> Remedy would have some issues if Alan Wake suddenly started writing and then James Bond turned up. <laughs> and then Nick Cage turned up. Yeah. And oh, Optimus Prime. <laughs> <and Fortnite>. Wow. <laughs> right, let's rate the show. Ed, what would you give Summer Game Fest? Out of five stars. I'm really torn on this because on the one hand, like I'm super hyped for Final Fantasy and there was stuff in that that I'm excited about with Final Fantasy and Sonic, as I mentioned. But on the other hand, without that, there was very little that I was actually particularly taken by. And I wanted to deduct points for the lack of diversity uh, in terms of the show and the way it was put on but also Final Fantasy. So I'm sort of torn between a three and a four. Oh, and you can't go 0.5 because as we discussed, that's a 10-point system, which is not Eurogamer. Exactly. I think I'm going to go harsh and say a three. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Victoria? Higher, lower, or the same? Uh, see, I was going to say four, and also I gave three to PlayStation whenever we did our PlayStation 1. Um... And I do think it was better than the PlayStation showcase. So I won't say higher than PlayStation, but agree with you that you have just told me obviously that there's no diversity, which I agree should should deduct some points. Also, game wise, the game that I am excited about most I already knew about, so it wasn't any reveals. Oh, I want to flip flop between a three and a four as well. I'm gonna say three, but then I'm gonna retract my showcase thing from last week and put it down to two. Wow. <laughs> Too late. Yeah, that's too uh, late. <laughs> um, I'm going to go three as well. Yeah, 
I think that it was it was a fun show in moments, but like with a lot of Jeff shows, it would have been a much better show if it was one hour instead of two. Hmm. There was what some I, cool stuff. I did appreciate though what, one of the issues that we spoke about with the PlayStation Showcase was the fact that it just felt there was no like breathing time between trailers. It was just like bang, 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 bang. As much as Jeff Keighley is Jeff Keighley, it, at least we did get like a little point to kind of catch our breath between each thing. So I will say that in his favor. When there was some Korean smartphone MMA, so you could go get a coffee. Yeah. yeah. Go and top up. And that Samsung Samsung OLED screen that I now really want because I've seen so many adverts for it. <laughs> I must have been doing something else at that point. I don't remember that. <laughs> it kept repeating the same ad for this OLED monitor thing. Well, it works. I think you want it. What in Jeff's favor what i will say is i think those interviews having that personality there um that really showed the benefits of a live show Mm. which we've missed out on just watching stuff that's been pre-recorded canned and uploaded to youtube or waiting someone to just push a button i like hearing from people like sam lake and ben brode whose enthusiasm is infectious i was very pleasantly surprised by Nick Cage and his appearance uh, in terms of how eloquent and switched on that he was. I think those were nice off-the-cuff bits yeah. and it added flavour and context and uh, it was a bit different. That we had, was it Al Pacino at the Game Awards? Was it Al Pacino? I know, yeah, yeah goodness. Someone popped up, yeah. Nick Cage did a better job <laughs> last night. Yeah. Yes, I did. I did fear that he was all, he was always almost going to do a Christopher Judge and just carry on speaking. He was really excited about being in Dead by Daylight. <laughs> I think Dead by Daylight really got their money's worth there, and they'll be very happy today. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most exposure that game has ever had. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you in terms of having those personalities on stage, it being a stage show, not just a series of YouTube videos. Um, it makes it more human and makes it more relatable, which is nice. It's just a shame that the only personalities are men because mm. women have personality too. Thanks. Well, on that bombshell, <laughs> um, well, we'll be back been here next week. A year. You know I have a personality. Yeah. I was... <laughs> Absolutely. On that bombshell for Jeff Keighley. <laughs> uh, we'll be back next week. And there'll be lots more to talk about then. As we said, Xbox is on Sunday. And then Ubisoft, Capcom are coming along as well. Thanks for watching, listening, if you've made it this far. Ed, where can people find you on Twitter? You can find me at Ed underscore Knights. And Victoria? I remembered this week I am Little Chop Shop Gal. And I'm at Tom Phillips CG. Thanks for watching, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye for now. Bye. See you then.